listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number 41. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who would like me to talk faster so he can get to lunch after we record this. Don't yeah, him. I'm hungry. I'm hungry too. But every time, see, we're going to record this episode, mm-hmm. we're going to take a lunch break, we're going to go live stream. Right. The last time I ate before a live stream, I gurgled all the way, my stomach gurgled all the way through the episode. Well, it was see, embarrassing. If I, if I don't eat, I gurgle. See, we're a house divided on yeah. so many things. <laughs> has nothing to do with this week's topic no it doesn't but a big thanks to our kinky patrons over at patreon.com slash kayla lords for making this episode possible this week what we're actually talking about is drop Mm -hmm. and a few things we want you to keep in mind to remember about drop uh because if it's never happened to you yet that doesn't mean it won't Mm -hmm. and if it happens to you all the time i'm so sorry um but there's more to know than maybe just our singular experiences with drops. So yeah. that's what we're talking about uh, this week. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening. Glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS in the number one at Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM. All links are in the show notes. So let's get into it. Five okay. things everyone needs to know about drop. Okay. First, drop happens to both dominants and submissives. Yes. Yeah, so most people are familiar with sub drop. Yeah. A submissive who drops. Uh, but there's dom or top drop. So it occurs. Mm-hmm. And it's basically you go up, you have a high. There's only one place to go from and that. That's down. And that is down. And what I what I find funny is that you know nowadays you hear more about dom drop. Yeah. There there was a time it was like a a, a well kept secret. That oh, it, it was almost like a secret shame you couldn't admit yeah. that you were human and that your brain went oh we were just high well sorry now we got to mm-hmm. be low like it was a a failing of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not it's definitely not. No. Um, you know it it's just something that happens. I, I know for myself, when I'm in a scene, my adrenaline, man, just mm-hmm. goes through the roof. And, you know, when that stops and everything drops to normal, you know, um, yeah, drop is, is definitely possible. Mm-hmm. It, it's no different than going to a, a, a con. You know, you go to a comic con or a convention or something like that. You know, you experience con drop. Sure. And you had this really great, amazing time outside mm-hmm. of your normal reality, and then you right. have to go back to reality, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's so. Right. It it's it's no different than that, mm-hmm. and and both sides of the slash experience it. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready for number two? Sure. Okay. Drop can happen for multiple reasons. So I think what the way I hear people talk about it the most these days mm-hmm. is after a big, heavy, intense scene. And absolutely, that is a way that drop can occur. Sure. Um, but also, we know this from personal experience. Um, when we used to visit one another when we were long distance, mm-hmm. and we had all that build up to the weeks or months before we could visit. And then yes. we had, for us, thankfully, most of the time we had about a week to visit with one another. And that week was intense we had to cram all of our lives that we wanted to live together in in power exchange into that time and then typically it was you would go home Mm. and there would be a serious drop after that yeah so that's another time that it happens um i think that it can also occur it can maybe you live with your partner maybe you didn't see but you had this like 
in-depth emotional kind of moment within your power exchange, mm -hmm. good or bad, I think the drop is possible from that because basically the emotions and the, the chemistry of our brain go in a direction and things are intense on some level. Yeah. And then drop occurs when either we either just go down to baseline or sometimes you go down a little bit lower than baseline. I'm thinking of when we were long distance, I was sad when you left. I was depressed oh, yeah. when you left. So not only did I come down from the high, I went lower than my baseline because now I was dealing with the feelings of missing you. Mm -hmm. um, my drop in those days was a lot more intense than any drop I have experienced since we True. moved in. And that's us having some intense scenes right. in the years since we've lived together. My drop during our LDR was much, much worse. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, number three, you can experience drop in multiple ways. So if you can have it for multiple reasons, you can feel it in multiple ways. The first time I ever experienced drop, this was before you and I got together, mm -hmm. I thought I was getting the flu. Yeah. I just, I was yeah. achy, I was, I felt run down and sick. I was a little sick to my stomach. So I had those, um, that kind of drop a few mm -hmm. times. Uh, another kind of drop I've had is I just, I'm just weepy. I mm. I think it was was it after your first visit when we were to get we were LDR. I cannot remember, but I remember a post John Brownstone visit sitting mm. sitting on my living room floor trying to fold laundry and just crying. Oh god. <laughs> I didn't have like a, a thing that had just occurred that would make me sad and want to cry. I didn't even have like a thought that came to me that was sad. And so that I was just <laughs> weeping. I was okay. just weeping. How do you experience drop? Um, the first time I experienced drop, um, I was very low energy. Mm -hmm. I've gone through that one too, yeah. And um, best way to explain it, I was uh, fuzzy brained. Mm, which makes sense because if... The opposite of drop is space, top space or subspace. Mm -hmm. In top space, you go hyper-focused. Yes. So it makes sense to me that in drop, you would go fuzzy. Yeah. That makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, in other, since then, um, not so much experience the, the, the fuzzy-headedness. Um, more so, it it's just mostly low energy mm -hmm. when it hits. Mm -hmm. um, I, I become a couch potato. Oh yeah, I've seen you. Yeah. I've seen you, it's like, just, just let them chill. Which mm -hmm. again, if something occurred that was intense enough to feel super good where drop is likely gonna happen, it makes yeah. sense. You need to recharge that, that internal battery. I have gone through drop where I was just cranky. Like I just thought <laughs> I, it was PMS and I was, I hated the world. I didn't have a good reason why. I couldn't tell you why. And quite frankly, if I'd been thinking about it, it would have been like, because I just had an amazing moment and now I have to come back to my dumb life without that amazing <laughs> moment. But it felt at the time unexplained and a little irrational. It was only for me later looking back or having you or somebody else point out, you know, it could be dropping me going, oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I, personally have found that over the years there's not even a predictability to what kind of drop I will experience. I've had physical um, ailments. I've had a mental drop. I've had a combination. Um, I've had a moment where I just thought I was, I was going crazy. I was losing my mind. Um, and it, it changes 
from time to time. I'm grateful to say I do not experience drought very often anymore. Yeah. Uh, and when I do, I, I recognize it for what it is. And I do like you. I just go sit on the damn couch and <laughs> just recharge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number four, aftercare is the best way to mitigate it. I have not come across anything that definitively goes do this and you will not go through drop. And quite frankly, I don't know that I want to because in order to drop, that means some really good stuff has just happened. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to miss out on the good stuff to avoid the drop. Right. Um, the only thing that I have found that has helped me, and I think the same for you, and it didn't make it go away, but it, it just helped it a little bit, was good aftercare. So there's yes. aftercare right after the thing is over. Let's say it's a scene or it's just a really emotional moment that you go through. Then there's the checking in with each other the day of or a few mm -hmm. days later. Um, and then for us, after uh, a visit when we were long distance, um, we talked more. Yes. In the immediate aftermath, we were much more connected to the best of our abilities. It mm -hmm. sucked on those trips when you had to get on a plane. Yeah. Because then there were a few hours of zero communication. Out of, out of communication, um, yes. When you were driving, you could at least go hands-free and we could chat on the phone mm -hmm. if we needed to. Um, but it was, you know, amping up the communication in the immediate aftermath, sort of like an aftercare, talking about how we felt, right. um, being very honest with, with all of that. Um, and this is a reminder, especially if your drop is potentially from a scene, uh, doms need aftercare as well. Yes. Um, doms are not, uh, soft or not real doms. If they need somebody to like give them a little bit of comfort after an intense thing has happened. Um, but yeah, if you find you're constantly going through drop and it's, you know, it never, um, is any different or it's just really awful and it, um, you know, it's just unbearable look to your aftercare practices and see if there's anything you can do to extend aftercare, meaning not just the immediate aftermath, but a couple days mm -hmm. afterwards and see if there's anything you can get more of that is a feel good thing yeah. that will help. That, and that and I know in some cases there are people who have, uh, you know, may meet somebody at a club and they play mm -hmm. and, and they don't always have the right. ability to, to get aftercare from that person, especially a day later. Um, you know, a day or two later, sometimes drop can hit. It's it's good to have um, friends in the lifestyle mm -hmm. that that you can reach out to and you know just say, hey, I'm 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 going through some drop, you know, and, and just having someone to talk to. Yeah, not feeling alone with it, not being isolated with it. That's good for basically anything, but mm -hmm. especially drop. Um, if you know some comfort things that just help you feel better, and you don't have a partner who can provide those for you. Do them for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see anything wrong with wrapping yourself up like a burrito in a blanket and getting in the bed or on the couch and scrolling or channel surfing is what we used to call it in the old days. Yeah. It was just TV and now it's streaming. But like you just scroll through now Netflix it's, now till it's you binge, find something. Binge watching Netflix. Right. Yeah. You, whatever it is that <laughs> helps you feel a little bit better, don't don't be ashamed to have to do it. Don't be afraid to do it. This is definitely a time when kink friends and kink community can yeah. be very helpful. Sometimes just talking about it. Sometimes just being able to go, oh, my God, I feel awful. That was an amazing moment. <laughs> and, oh, I feel so bad yeah. now. Um, so, yeah, definitely if aftercare won't fix it, won't make it go away, but it can help. Help. Yep. And that brings us to number five. Communication is key to getting through it. This is for... Uh, either people with really strong kink community, because, you know, like we mentioned just previously, the partner might have been a temporary play partner kind of situation. Or if you're already in a, 
a power exchange or a, a some kind of committed relationship where that person is somebody you can reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, don't hide it. Don't act like it's nothing. Don't wave it away in your own mind. Say the thing out loud. I feel like shit right now, <laughs> and this is really tough. That, saying it doesn't make it go away. It doesn't fix it. But man, it's put some sunshine on it. Some sometimes acknowledging the mm-hmm. uh, the the fact is a big help in and of itself. And like we mentioned earlier, we did that um, during our long distance relationship Mm -hmm. as almost like an aftercare. Like the moment we could, once you were gone and we had to say goodbye, which always sucked, we were texting, we were talking, we were something to talk about how we felt, but also to keep the connection going. Mm -hmm. Um, And talking it out sometimes, because I... I've gone through this and I've talked to a lot of submissives who've gone through this where you don't recognize what you're going through is drop. You just think you are a crazy person hmm. who feels like hell and you you literally cannot understand why. And when you start to say it out loud with your partner or your kinky friends, somebody's going to go, that sounds like drop. Mm-hmm. And then poof, now you have a name for it. Now you're like, wait, I'm. I mean, maybe I am a crazy person, but not at this moment I'm not. <laughs> this is a thing that's happening to me. Oh, now I'm not alone. Oh, now I can talk through it. Oh, and again, it doesn't make it go away. It doesn't fix it. But the the isolation that can occur when you're not talking about how you feel about anything is almost never good for almost nobody. <laughs> it's just better to talk these things through and that includes the doms out there especially Mm -hmm. if you have internalized some bullshit message that you are supposed to be quiet and stoic and calm and in total control of your emotions every single solitary moment of the day and you're never allowed to feel anything other than your full topness uh in total (laughs) calm and peace like this all fucking bullshit this bullshit it's bullshit you can say (laughs) I feel like shit right now. And you're no more or less dumb than you were before you true. said it. Very and true. by talking it out, instead of lashing out and acting out or doing the thing that is drives me crazy, which is withdrawing and not talking at all. And then your partner's like, why aren't they talking to me? What is happening here? Like, just fucking talk about it. Just say it. Hmm. Look, uh, I am happy to rant at submissives because sometimes we need it, but I am equally happy to rant at doms. And sometimes y'all definitely fucking need it. You're an it. equal opportunity ranter. I will lecture the fuck out of you, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, and if you happen to be in a relationship or a power exchange where you have been made to feel like you cannot admit when something feels off, that's a moment to relook at and rethink that relationship. (laughs) Because I don't know. I want a partner who can come to me and be like, I don't know what's going on. I don't expect you to fix it. But holy shit, I feel like crap right now. I want somebody who can admit that to me. Because if you can admit that to me, you can admit other shit to me. If you can't tell me at the very base core that you feel bad, and in this case it's drop, then what else aren't you telling me that you think you got to protect me from? Fuck that shit. Communication is key in getting through drop. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Tell us how you really feel there, girl. I feel like it's always good to end an episode on a little bit of a rant. There you go. I get so frustrated at... The, the bullshit, it's usually patriarchy stuff of, I can't, I have to be strong. I can't tell you how I'm feeling. Blip, blip, blip. You won't think I'm a big bad dom anymore. Fuck that shit. Okay. I, I we, even did a little dance for that Yeah, one. you did. I missed it. All right. We're done? We're, I, I think we're done. All right. This is supposed to be a short episode. I know you can rant on for hours. I can't. But, uh, yeah, no. I can't. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, those are some things we think you should know about drop. <laughs> we have talked about drop in other ways uh, in previous episodes. I will link to those in the show notes page in case you want to go back and revisit them or you've missed some of those episodes. I don't remember how far back they are in the uh, archive. So yeah, that is mm-hmm. it for us this week. Uh, I don't know. Will I rant more or less next week? No way to know. We'll find out when we get to week four. It's always a crapshoot. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you.